Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number nine of the Reinventure Me podcast. Does your job cost too much? Would you even know how much you're paying to work where you're working? Well, that may seem like a silly question, but we're going to talk about that today on this episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. This is the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hi, and welcome to episode number nine of the Reinventure Me podcast. This is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. And we are just glad that you can be with us for the next 30 minutes. We're going to talk about some of the hidden fees that you are paying in the job that you're in. In fact, uh, not just you, but all of us are paying, and it's good to know what those fees are. Indeed. Now, but before we do that, we have to uh, we have to check in on some stuff that happened way back. Believe it or not, we're in episode number nine right now. Can you believe that? Yeah, it's been fun. But way back in episode number six, <laughs> the good old days, <laughs> yeah, the good old days of episode number six, <laughs> and uh, and we talked. Remember, Armin, about being a better beginner. Indeed. And we put a challenge out to uh, to you and to us. Yes. To begin something new. And uh, we each uh, took up our, our challenge to begin something new, and now we have to report in. Yeah. Good accountability partners <laughs> report in. They don't, they don't hide the truth, right? They, How's they, yours going? Well, let's start with you. <laughs> <laughs> Deferred responsibility. I like that. It's going well. I, it's going very well. I, uh, I haven't missed a single day of journaling, so that's been awesome. And it's crazy how much impact something so little has made on my life yeah. I mean, to the point where my wife is literally going around telling four or five different people this is a big change you need to try it because i've seen him blah 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 she's oh just my going goodness. nuts yeah so it's been it's been an the amazing change is breaking out all over the place yeah i hope so because <laughs> it's been very positive so <laughs> well i i know for me personally that journaling has been one of the things in the last few years i've been doing it now every day I think I've missed two days in the last uh, two and a half years oh, wow. that I've been journaling. And it has been, I can say, the most helpful thing that I've done as an adult in terms of my own personal transformation. Yeah, and you said that, and I, 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 I mean, sorry, it's going to sound horrible, but I didn't believe you. Yeah, well, that's all like, right. It's, it's journaling. Who cares? Yeah. It's like a diary. That's what I thought of, you know? Like, what change is that going to make in my life? But go figure I mean, just getting your thoughts out on paper and how much that does for you to even remember your day more. Well, it helps you think slowly. Yeah. Uh, we get in such a habit of thinking quickly about life that uh, journaling slows you down and allows you to collect your thinking and and uh, and to think slowly. Right. Yeah. Well, what about you? How's your uh, kettlebell training? Well, before, I, before I get to that, I just want to share a story because uh, I had a guy call me. Uh, just yesterday, and wanted to get together for dinner. So he bought me dinner yesterday because he was so excited to share something he learned out of Dream Intensive. Okay. So I'm, I, I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago at Dream Intensive about journaling and how that was af- effective for me. And I didn't know what he wanted to share with me. But when we sat down for dinner last night, he 
showed me his journal. Uh-huh. He was he was proud of it. He had gotten he was nine days in. How far are you? Uh, I think I'm about four. No, sixteen days in. Okay, so like you're that. just a little bit ahead of him. He's yeah. not. He's nine days into journaling. He was really proud. He was able to pick up these journals, uh, those notebooks from Walmart for fifty cents. Wow, that's a lot cheaper than what mine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, a, a, a lot more valuable than just the fifty cent journal is oh, all yeah. the stuff that he's been putting inside, and he's reading some of that to me, and just the eye opening results that he's had from it that's a good word for it it is eye-opening. yeah it is eye-opening if you are thinking about journaling or maybe intrigued about uh, joining armin in his change um, i'll put in the show notes uh reinventure.me slash nine that will get you to today's show notes right and i'll put a link in there to a few blog posts that i wrote about how you can get started on journaling it has been for me the most uh, valuable thing now Back to your question about my uh, yes. change initiative here. Have so that, you become a Greek god yet? I am Atlas <laughs> in the making, which means I'm just a big hunk of something. Burn and love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> burn, burn and love. <laughs> I'm a big hunk of something that needs, needs a lot of work. No, I did actually pick up the kettlebells. All right. Yeah. Did you just move, move them from one, room, one side of the room to the other? <laughs> No, actually, I, I uh, learned a few things uh, as I was starting out with kettlebell training, okay. and um, I learned how important it is to pack the shoulder. Which means? Uh, which means that you bring your shoulders back and down, ah. and uh, and if you do, don't do that, there's uh, three muscles in particular that in the back that you can really do damage with. And I think I'm about to have a flashback in ninth grade right now. Go y- ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know <laughs> that I was doing it entirely wrong, so I was lifting these kettlebells uh, totally incorrectly. Because that's my habit. And like anything, when you begin something new, part of the challenge is finding out what the best new habit is that you need to put in place. Right. So I am learning how to pack my shoulders, and keep my head straight, and do a pelvic snap, and none of those things come naturally to me. So I am uh, I'm probably going to struggle with this more than you are at journaling. At least, I, I, you know, it's a lot more work yep. than I expected. Uh, you know, just in terms of just concentration and making sure the form is right. Because yeah. if I don't, I know I'm going to be one of the first guys. Uh, needing to be on a massage table or worse to try to get some recovery. Yeah, try not to hurt yourself there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I know. Thank you. Well, your wife can take care of you if you do, so you'll be okay. Yeah, and I have I have that built-in residential expert here, and she's helping me make sure I, I do it right, which is great. Now, for those of you who have also taken our challenge in episode number six, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go to reinventure.me slash six. That will get you to that episode, but go to that page and let us know what are some of the things that you've begun. And uh, tell, tell us how your progress is going. If you've taken our challenge to begin something new in the next four weeks. And if you haven't had a chance to get started, there's no time like the present. In fact, it's only too late if you don't start today. And uh, just begin that. Or you can jump on facebook.com slash me. Leave us some comments about something new that you've begun. And we'd love to hear from you. You know what else uh, from uh, social media is we yeah. got bunch of good reviews so we have a few shout outs oh i love shout outs so okay uh i know one of them was one of my friends which i really appreciate it was carl noe he's one of my co-organizers for creative mornings and he's a really picky guy so carl noe thank you also steve cloida josh peterson brian hinkle and pastor silky who gave phenomenal reviews on itunes we really appreciate you guys taking time to do that 
Yeah, and we also have a few changes uh, as well. Uh, even in the as the podcast continues to grow, we're now on Stitcher, so you can find us at Stitcher.com. I love Stitcher. I, I use it just because you told me to. I'd never even heard of it. Well, I I, uh, I didn't know about it until fairly recently as well, and I decided, well, I'm going to see what this app looks like, and I put it up on my iPhone, and it's just a terrifically designed app. It is. It's so easy to use. That's what I love about it. Yeah, I listened to about a, a dozen podcasts, and uh, as soon as I opened the app, I thought, well, I've got to resubscribe. No, it took all of the podcasts I'm subscribed to. It was like it was beautifully there. Nice user interface. That's right. Uh, it's great. I love it. I'm going to continue to use it. And you can find our show at reinventure.me slash Stitcher. Or uh, if you're on iTunes or looking for iTunes, reinventure.me slash iTunes. We would love for you to leave a review on the show in both of those places because, frankly, we need them to get noticed. Indeed. And uh, we'd love to have your uh, review comments. And thank you again to uh, Steve, Carl, Josh, Brian, and Pastor Silky for your reviews on iTunes. We love it, and we love to have the interaction and hear from you guys. Uh, But we also have another way for them to get in touch with us. What's that? What's that? Uh, we have a phone number now. Oh, that's right. We do. <laughs> I didn't even know what you're talking about for a second. I was like, what, what, what is this? Well, you way? can reach us on our website, of course. You can leave uh, a comment there, or you can uh, click a button and leave uh, a voice message through the computer. But now we actually have like an old fashioned phone number. Go figure. Yeah, 612 314 5447. 612 314 5447. We'd love for you to leave a comment. We play it on the, the podcast and let others know uh, how. You might be inspired or some of the changes that you are taking to find your next great beginning. That's right. Well, I think that's enough of that. We should probably get into something a little bit more inspirational. Why don't we go into the Inspire Me? Yeah, well, so speaking of inspiration. <laughs> Sorry. That sound always, just gets me every time. <laughs> I have to wait for your, have to wait for your, uh, your, your laughter to kick in. <laughs> I try not to. I just can't help it. Well, Anon was uh, was a guy who wrote a lot of famous quotes. <laughs> we have to meet Anon sometime, but one of the things that Anon wrote was, from the laziness that is content with half-truth, from the arrogance that thinks it knows all truth, from the fear that shrinks from new truth, O God of truth, deliver us. I love unknown people with great quotes. Yeah. Uh, well, Anon, he was uh, he was known for, for a, lot of, a lot of good quotes. But I think that pretty much sums it up, you know? You're either content with half-truth or think you know it all, or you shrink from new truth. And that's really what we're trying to do in this episode is is not shrink from the half-truth or think we know it all, because we don't. But we're always trying to dive into new truth and, and to understand new things about ourselves and embrace new beginnings. And the topic for today's new beginning is really around what fee are we paying to work? Right on. And I think this is a subject that is good for us to cover because a lot of times I think we're going into this with only knowing half the truth or half the cost. So that's a great tie in to what we're about to talk about. Yeah. We don't normally think about our jobs as costing something. In this case, that's what we want to talk about. What is the cost that we pay for working? We often think about the paycheck and the benefits and you know, we look at a job in terms of what kind of role it provides for us. Is it, do we enjoy working with the people and all the rest? But there's a cost side to every transaction because labor is an exchange. It is. Yeah. We give up our skills, our talents, our time, and, uh, and we hope to get something back in return. Right. And I think, I mean, before we even jump into the three points that we have is you you said something earlier that 
when we were talking about this that really stuck out to me is that these hidden fees are not optional and you are paying for them or you will pay for them. So it's good to know that they are there so you can fully assess what you're about to dive into or get into and commit to. Yeah, every 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 uh, fee has its cost associated with it, and it's good to know what that is. Right. Even as we're contemplating a new beginning, mm-hmm. you might feel totally burned out in the job that you're in right now, and you might feel like things are running sideways and you need to do something different. And it's helpful at least to find out where are those fees being extracted from you. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Well, you know, I had my own form of that kind of exhaustion uh, a number of years ago when I was working at Cray. I was having a, a, a blast. I was leading a, a part of an organization that was in high demand. And so I was, as the leader, in high demand. And I, I never really was able to get a handle on it. I mean, I didn't have the maturity then that I do now. Right. I may not behave any differently now <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> I, you know, I certainly didn't then. And uh, my wife would say, you know, when is this going to be over? Because you're working long hours, you're working into the weekends and it's every weekend. And then you're doing a lot of travel. It's two more days. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I would say two weeks, <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> you know, because I could look at my calendar and I could see, well, really this push is going to be done in two weeks. Right. What I'd never really anticipated is that there's no end to the push. Hmm. Two weeks became a never-ending two weeks. Right. And it was one of those things where the promise became hollow for her, you know, that I would Mm -hmm. say, yeah, we'll be done in two weeks, but it never was. And in that case, I never really sat down and thought intentionally about what are the fees that I am paying to work where I'm working. I'm getting a lot of psychological reward, getting some financial reward, but it's also extracting a fee. Indeed. Yeah. And so the, the first fee... That, uh, that I was experiencing there was the availability fee, that I was always making myself available. Now, this was even before the time we had cell phones and we had, uh, you know, uh, email even. You know, believe it or not, I went to, I was working there before email was around. Hmm. Yeah, I know. That's kind of hard wow. for you to, to imagine. Yeah, it's like ancient history, basically. Ancient history. But now we have an always-on, always-connected kind of environment and there's two trends that are going on that, especially in the last decade, have created more pressure on this availability fee. And unless we think about how these trends affect us, we won't know exactly what that fee is. The first is workplace flexibility. You know, we all like that, right? You've, you've oh, been in oh, flexible work environments. And the opposite is and, true and, as and well. And the inflexible work yeah. environments, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, often known as row or results-only work environment, it allows people to work from home or work from different locations and telecommute or reduce their need or burden to be in the office between eight and five. Hmm. Now, this has come into the news. You've probably read a number of reports over the last year or so because a lot of companies have started to rescind their row practices, you know, Yahoo right. and even Best Buy where a lot of that was cultivated and conceived. Right have now said, no, we want our employees in the office. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're reducing their freedom to work from wherever mm-hmm. uh, by having them come in. But this workplace flexibility has contributed to this availability fee being extracted from us. And, and you have to combine that now with something else that's happened. That is our mobile phones, mm-hmm. our computers, mm-hmm. And now we, so we've got this technology flexibility, right? So you have row on one hand, which is your workplace flexibility, but now you have BYOD, you know, bring your own device. Mm -hmm. 
And when you have your phone with your personal phone number, you have your computer, you have your email, you have everything kind of integrated and commingled with your work stuff, the separation is harder to make. So we end up not knowing how to set boundaries between our work and our personal lives. Hmm. And so that means that we are always on. You know, the sun will never set on our enterprise because we're always available mm-hmm. 24-7. And we can, by our behavior, set the expectation that we're available. Right. And a lot of companies reward that. I mean, there's a kind of implicit reward that says, oh, yeah, they're they're responsive. When people say they're responsive, they're giving people a compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't normally say, well, they're... They're unresponsive on weekends, you know, and giving right. them a compliment by that right. necessarily, you know. So that's a, that's one of the hidden fees that we have. Yep. So what's another fee, Armin, that we can talk about here? All right. So another fee is one that I feel like, I mean, obviously it affects everyone, but I just feel like there's a, it takes a real toll on my generation because we are that generation that creativity drives us very, very much. Mm-hmm. And so the second point being the creativity fee. And we discussed this in episode three, didn't we? It was yep. the job cleanse. Yeah, we talked about detoxifying from from a, a job gone bad or even a job that you've been in that hasn't gone bad. But right. Yeah. If, if for any of you that want to review that episode, it's uh, reinventure.me slash three. I like this whole new setup. This of new slash. setup, yeah, so we can get to previous episodes. Yeah, I like that. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, for example, the, there is this idea around um, groupthink. So we have this perception where we think, why waste precious time on an idea that's bound to get shot down? So if you're in a corporate setting or if you're dealing in a big team, you have an executive team or anything like that, a lot of times you think, all right, whatever I come up with, if the entire team doesn't agree with it, it's not going to happen. So why do I keep coming up with these ideas that nobody's going to do anything with? And why don't I just focus on what is going to get approved or what is going to get pu- pushed forward or executed. And in that situation, people start just stop getting creative mm-hmm. and stop putting creative thought. So for example, even in my own company, the company that my friends and I have literally built from the ground up, mm-hmm. there's so many times where I would talk about something or push an idea forward and one person or another would talk about how how it's important to have healthcare background or healthcare expertise and uh, it, w- it would kind of dismiss the idea because uh, I'm by no means a healthcare expert here but um, the ideas would get dismissed so fast because my lack of expertise in healthcare that I just stopped talking mm. I just I cut my creativity off and I thought alright well we'll stop wasting time then because then we're not talking about something that doesn't need to be talked about because well I, I just tell myself the reasoning now, which is I'm not a healthcare expert, right? Yeah, so you defer to their expertise. Yeah, and I just said, all right. And then, and so in something inside of you shuts down. Then. Right, and then we started becoming like the companies we didn't want to be like. Uh-huh. We started being more corporate. We started talking more corporate. We stopped being creative. Our CEO always says, we don't think outside the box. Our box is just bigger. But that we, we shrunk our box from not being healthcare experts because people stopped talking. I, well, I was one of them, so... All that to say that there is this creativity fee depending on what kind of group setting you're in or job that you're walking into that it can very easily tax you 
on the creative thought and the creative juices you have flowing. And sometimes that creativity is what drives you. It's what inspires you. It's what makes you want to wake up in the morning and do what you do. And sometimes it's just a question worth asking. Is that a fee that I'm willing to pay? Yeah, you may not think of yourself as being uh, creative or, mm-hmm. or as a creative person, but it's that stuff that is uh, newness that gives you vitality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it can happen in any job, right? Oh, any job, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, in fact, it does happen in every job because we get surrounded by people that we think we can only get things done a certain way. Right. Yeah, or we rely on them to provide input on something rather than push ourselves mm-hmm. to figure out how it ought to be done. So even just reliance on other people to do their part right. can start to cause us to just move into our own little center of expertise. Right. And that itself can sap our vitality. Exactly. Yeah. So the third fee, we have the availability fee, we have the creativity fee, and the third fee is the income fee. Mm-hmm. It's all Ollie Ollie income fee, didn't we? No, <laughs> and, I guess oh, we didn't. No, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but is income a fee? You know, it can income, the very thing that we're working for, actually be something that we end up paying in mm-hmm. terms of psychological uh, fee related to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so just ask yourself this question. Am I free to leave my job anytime I want? Mm-hmm. And if you feel like, well, I can't leave because I I need, you know, my paycheck from time to time, then, you know, they've got you with the green handcuffs, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you're saying I'm not willing to leave because I've got stock options or I've got a bonus that I'm expecting, Mm -hmm. uh, then they've got you with the golden Mm -hmm. handcuffs, you know, but in some way or another, there's going to be some handcuffing here and that is natural. There's nothing sinister about it. It's a way that an employer uh, provides for the continuity of their employment services, right? That they want to make sure they've got labor pool that's Mm going to stay around. So they want to reward people to stay. Right. And you want that. I mean, yeah. you, you absolutely want that. But what we don't often think about is, am I purposefully stuck because I'm not evaluating what my options might be otherwise? Mm-hmm. And so the exercise here is to think about the income fee intentionally, that we know what it is that we're looking for from our employer. And we can say, am I staying there? Am I just being stuck doing something that I don't enjoy doing? I need a new beginning but I don't know that I can make it happen and I'm not willing to take the risk because I need my regular income. Hmm. And so in some ways we're just willing to, uh, you know, stay with the devil we know than the devil we don't know. Right. And so if you're contemplating a new beginning, uh, this is often one of the first questions you ask is I, I, I feel like I'm stuck because I need the income that I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, I like to challenge you just to think through that a little bit more and think about what are the income needs that you have what are ways you might be able to even reduce it? But you might find that there's a lot more flexibility. In fact, you might even be able to increase your your income take when you start to look at new options. And exactly. once you do move to a new position, then you get that creativity back again. Yeah, and know? that's when you feel alive. Yeah. Well, in feeling alive, that plays right into this idea that if you feel constrained by your income, that you're only you're, you're working just to make sure you keep that paycheck coming in, you're more likely to give up on the availability fee. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to say, I got to respond to this this weekend because you know, you're living out of fear then. Right. And you're not proactively living and managing through your, through your job. Yep. And then earlier you just mentioned that you want to challenge people. But yeah. I really like to challenge people. Yeah, this would be a good challenge. <laughs> it's actually a simple one. <laughs> 
Well, we want to suggest that you determine one boundary that you can set between your work life and your personal life. So what are ways we might be able to do that? So one of mine is, and it's been passed down from my wife down to me, which, <laughs> oh man, she's a drill sergeant sometimes. Uh, does, but she it, like, does Ashley like to be known as a drill sergeant? No, not at all. <laughs> Just around this subject, which is which is our which is our date night. So when we have our date the date night drill sergeant, yes, okay. yes. So uh, that's one day a week I have to set aside for her that it's it's just Ashley time and no other time. So I can't I can't be replying to emails. I can't. I, I mean, it's her time. So if we're gonna watch Notebook for the one thousand eight hundred forty third <laughs> time or whatever we're gonna be doing, it is that's her time and. I, I can't do anything to... Yeah, what's that guy's name in Notebook? Josh, is that right? The character? You don't see him with a cell phone. Did you I, notice that? Of course, that was before cell yeah, phone. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I've actually fully watched that movie ever. So. You fall asleep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a lame movie. So, yeah, turning off your mobile phone. Yep, yep. That's a huge one. I know uh, one of the things is uh, when I get home and I haven't seen her for a while, that um, I, I just... I just put my, I literally put my phone on do not disturb or airplane mm-hmm. mode and set it on my table where I can't hear it vibrate or anything because it, it won't. And I just, I just check out from anything phone or text or email related and I just come hang out and just be, even if I'm not doing anything with my wife, that I, sometimes I just need to check out and uh, detach or unplug from my device and just be. Yeah. You know, well, my wife had a similar request of me. I, I like to be responsive to people. So yeah. this is one of those availability fee is one of the things that I have to really be careful right. of because I really have a high value in being able to be responsive. I like that. I like to yeah. have people think that I'm available to them. And it, that is my Achilles heel, if anything. Well, among many things, I should say, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of those Achilles heels. But um, one of the things that she uh, really asks of me and I work hard at doing is to not come in the house talking on the phone. Mm. One time I said, well, I have to finish a phone call and I might be 20 minutes. She said, then spend the 20 minutes in the driveway before you come in. What, what is her reasoning? Well, the, it's actually a good principle that we put in place and it's served our family really well. It's called the first four minute rule. And the first mm. four minutes of any interaction sets the tone of the rest of the interaction. So huh. when we get home and I and I come in the door talking on the phone to somebody, I'm basically telling everybody else that they're second hmm. to this phone call, and huh. that they've got to be quiet or they've got. I'm basically at least putting them on hold until wow. I'm done with the call. But when I finish that call in the car, come into the house, I can focus on them being first. Yeah. And when you do that with anybody, tr- try this sometime. I mean, the first four minutes of any interaction sets the whole tone. You know, if you meet somebody and they don't look at you, they don't acknowledge you, they just, you know, or go about their day, yeah. you don't think as highly of them as someone who looks at you and goes, hey, how you doing? Good to see mm-hmm. you. You know, when you have that first four minutes, it makes a huge difference. Right on. If, if my wife Ashley is listening to this, you just uh, set a new boundary. I can guarantee it that's going to be new in our house I actually whether she's listening or not i'm going to do that i, I, I that's that sounds right on because I, I as you're saying that i mean i have flashbacks of walking in my wife being excited saying hi and me doing the whole hand gesture of oh hang on a second yeah hang on a minute and, yeah, and what you're you communicating come. is you know whatever's happening in your world is second to whatever's happening in yeah. mine. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel horrible. I, I'm I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> I accept that challenge. Yeah, all right, all right. 
Well, you know, even how we respond to emails yeah. uh, sets that. I mean, if I, I tend to respond to emails all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and I have this habit of checking emails all the time. And of course, it's like those little piranhas. They take a little bit of you all the time. Oh, and yeah. and I'm, I'm sitting here, even I know that there's probably no email that I get that can't wait until the next day. Right. I'm still addicted to check the email. Right. You know, and so I have a hard time drawing that boundary. And because I'm responsive and I'll send an email at 10 o'clock at night, it might fire off three or four volleys of email exchanges (laughs) at night. I know nothing about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, because we've never done that with each other, have we? (laughs) And, um... My my son Ryan found a, an extension. If you if you use the Chrome browser, there's an extension called Boomerang, which is kind of an interesting thing. It, and when I first heard about it, I didn't think, why would you want to do this? But it allows you to schedule when you send an email. So I might write an email at ten o'clock at night. I can schedule it to be sent at eight o'clock the next morning. Well, why might you do that? Well, yeah, that's literally one, what we're going to ask. One very good reason for doing that is so that you don't condition those who you're sending the email to to believe <laughs> that you can be reached at any time of day. That's awesome. So you can create a communication pattern for people, especially those that work with you quite frequently, and those are the ones that are most likely to chew up your availability fee anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and by just even, even if you want to process email at night when it's most convenient to you, yeah. do that, but then set it to be scheduled for the next delivery the next morning so that you don't have the rest of your evening ruined yeah. by e- email volleys. I love that, and you're setting the expectation. And then you're setting the expectation. That's awesome. Yeah. And that takes a lot of discipline, but it is an area. And we want to just uh, challenge you to think about what are some of the boundaries you might put between your work life and your personal life and share some of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'd love for you to share it on the episode notes here, reinventure.me slash nine or facebook.com slash reinventure me. Tell us about some of the boundaries that you have set or maybe some that you're planning to set. And we'd love to hear about those because we're always looking for some of those for ourselves as well. Well, our next episode is going to be about the strategic questions you need to ask about your dream. Love it. There are some good questions that, um, in fact, very simple questions, much like the fees today, we don't often think about, Mm -hmm. uh, but we we want something to happen and we don't even think through what are some of the things that are keeping us from it. So we're going to talk about that in our next episode. We hope you could join us. So we'd love to hear from you on our show notes reinventure.me slash nine. Leave us a comment or question. We'll look forward to talking to you next week on Reinventure Me. Never stop becoming what you should be. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Amin Asadi.